Hello beautiful people. Just a quick note before we begin, we do discuss diet culture, weight loss and dieting in general throughout this episode. So if that is a topic that makes you feel unsafe or anxious or upset in any way, we do encourage you to take care of yourself as always and perhaps give this one a miss. It's always going to be here if you feel like you're in a space to listen to it later on. Um, And for everyone else, I hope you enjoy the episode. But I do think that it would be inaccurate to say that women aren't disproportionately like, you know, sold a wellness culture Mm. ideal because we do expect women to be smaller, thinner, healthier, like greater expectations and stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to a brand new episode of To Be Honest, the podcast. My name is Duck Doggity Dog. (laughs) My name is Kara R. Reedy. Wow. And we might sound a bit different to you today. <laughs> and you know why? We might sound a little bit hotter. We we might sound hotter, fitter, sexier, like all of the good things. Mm-hmm. And why is that, Doug? <laughs> we also might sound a bit delirious. Why is that, Duck Dog Millionaire? Well, that's because we got vaxxed today. We are vaxxed. And relaxed. And by that, we mean not because our arms are starting to hurt. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say what Ellen said, which I was talking to Ellen this week and I was saying how I'm ready for my hot girl summer. And she was like to me, she was like, and so what is going to happen in your vaxxed and waxed hot girl summer? <laughs> anyway, Cara Aridi, what do you have to be honest about this week? Look, while we're on the topic of vaccination, mm-hmm. um, I guess the thing that I th- I think I should be honest about is the fact that today, sitting in the Vax waiting room thing, Mm. I was kind of reminded of what my anxiety used to feel like. Mm. Because I used to have a lot of health anxiety. I used to feel very panicked about like the smallest things. I used to have a lot of just nervous energy constantly. And I haven't felt that in so, so long. And I kind of felt it today um, just because, you know, like there's a lot – that's been said about the COVID vaccine, but also like I had a couple of things that I read in the little in the paperwork about like what I need to tell the nurse before she gave it to me. And I'm just feeling a little bit nervous. Yeah. And I think that's totally normal and totally fine. Mm. But the anxiousness that I felt reminded me of, I guess, kind of like how far I've come in a way, because mm. I don't feel that way very often at all anymore. That's great. So, yeah. And I think right. it's fine to feel that way sometimes. Oh, 100%. What I completely about you? agree. What do you have to be honest about? Look, I have to be honest about the fact that at the moment I am really, really missing my family and friends that uh-huh. don't live on the Gold Coast. And, you know, like I'm always missing everyone in some capacity, but lately I'm just feeling it a little bit more mm-hmm. and really like I'm supposed to go to Tassie in a couple of weeks to see one of my best friends and I'm just really, really hoping that it doesn't get cancelled again Mm. and as well as that I just feel kind of like helpless at the moment because my family live in New South Wales and Victoria that are in lockdown Mm. and my friends live in Melbourne and it's hard to support people a when you're interstate yeah I guess Mm. but also when people are going through things that you can't really understand yeah and I'm so someone who really appreciates being in physical contact and proximity with people that I love and I really just enjoy spending time with people that I love I find it you know difficult 
keeping up with texts and video calls and things like that. So it's definitely just hitting me a little harder at the moment mm-hmm. um, because it's just been a long time now. Yeah, and I think towards the beginning of this year, we kind of felt like maybe these things were going to stop happening in terms of lockdown, which I think was a bit naive of us to think. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just me and you, I mean like greater Australia was kind of out of lockdown. Yeah. And I think we kind of thought that this kind of thing was over and now it looks like it's quite bad again. Yeah. So I definitely get it. It's hard. It is hard. hard. Yeah. Anyway, today we're talking about wellness. Yeah. And wellness culture. Wellness culture, Mm. our thoughts on it, our experiences with it. Yeah. And I have to say that we have received some of my favorite responses to this on our Instagram of any topic we've done so far. Like I found, so obviously every week we post on our Instagram, which is tbh.pod. If you didn't know, make Mm. sure you go and follow us. Um, We post on our Instagram about the topic that we're discussing and we ask for unprofessional opinions, questions, and also any kind of just general topics under that for the general topic that we're doing. Yeah. Um, And I think we received a lot of really, really great suggestions this week Mm. and so I'm really excited to talk about this yeah me too wellness culture is a really interesting thing I find because I think it's kind of like taken the place of a lot of like old school like diet culture and Mm -hmm. stuff like that that was really present like you know 10 years ago and Mm -hmm. wellness is really the new thing and wellness is definitely something that is a buzzword right now yes and it's kind of like how intuitive eating is a buzzword right now and it's really really interesting like watching it evolve and realizing how it might be affecting your own life or the life of people that you know and watching it become a trend and something that i guess is in some capacity for show Mm. rather than you know to be genuinely well in yourself yes and i also think it's very interesting because i think we have like touched on this briefly before now maybe our diet culture episode Mm. um but wellness kind of has you're right like taken the place of explicit diet culture kind of mentality online because we're in this time which is great where for the most part, we don't really accept or appreciate people blatantly saying you need to lose weight and here's how you do it and you need to count calories and you need to do that, like mm. all this kind of thing. Well, it's very it's very shameful to say anything like that online now. Exactly, yeah. yes. And not that necessarily, obviously, we don't think you should feel shame around it. But oh, like, no. And but, that's, yeah. but no, you're right, though. Like it's it would be shameful to say it and people would get like, quote unquote, like cancelled if like a big influencer was to blatantly come out and say, Here's how to get skinny and you have to eat this many calories yes. and stuff like that. You know what I find really interesting about this? Sorry, I'm kind of tangenting a bit here, okay. but I find it really interesting because I think that nowadays, if someone were to like want to lose weight and document mm-hmm. their journey online, I think they would be shamed for it, mm-hmm. for even sharing that they want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I don't necessarily personally think that's a shameful thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think the the thing that is irresponsible is to share that you're losing weight in an unhealthy way and suggest that other people do it the way that you do it. Yes. Well, this is the thing. It's kind of been a shift from like weight loss centric, I guess, like influencing or content to Mm. health or wellness 
content Mm. like if someone does have you know a a fitness page for themselves and like their fitness journey it's not going to be about here's how many kilos i lost this week now it's more likely going to be about like here's what i'm doing to eat well and like balanced and all that stuff and that's what that's much more what you see now on social media yeah what do you think about though because i feel like i have seen people online who have you know are sharing their weight loss journey in a healthy way for example or sharing just like their health and wellness journey, but in like a healthy, sustainable way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like those people still get shamed for it because we're at the point now where everyone's like absolutely nothing to do with diet and stuff like that and mm-hmm. nothing to do with wanting to lose weight online in general well I think that a lot of people just in general have a lot of opinions mm. on like I guess health and how to lose weight or whether you should lose weight or like I guess even like the argument can be made like even if you are losing weight someone could watch that and feel like they should and feel shame and stuff mm. like that I obviously like I have no problem with people who want to live a healthier lifestyle I mean that's something that I'm working towards myself mm. um I, I I guess to an extent I see both sides Mm. like I definitely see how it can feel shameful and there's a very thin line I think between sharing content about you know being quote-unquote healthier or even losing weight Mm. sharing it well and sharing it in like a very healthy way I think there's a really fine line between crossing that and it being maybe a bit unhealthy yes and toxic and I hate to say it but I kind of almost don't trust a lot of people enough to say that they're going to do that in the really good, healthy way mm. for their audience, if that makes sense. Right. Like that, I guess that's just because I'm a bit more cynical when it comes to influencer culture and stuff like that. And also I get quite triggered by that stuff quite easily because I have been very much in that hole of like diet and weight loss, mm. but I tried to make it out to be more about health and wellness as well. Mm. And so I have been on both sides of it, if right. that makes sense. So yeah. I think that's why I'm more skeptical. Mm. But overall, I don't think that there's anything wrong with wanting to document your health journey if you are being, you know, self-aware and I guess like genuinely healthy about it. What do you think? No, I agree with you. And I I think it's great when people are sharing these things and Mm -hmm. sharing, you know, their genuine like health and well-being journey and things like that. I just think that it it kind of sucks for people who are sharing it in a healthy way. It does, but, but yes. then that there is still a shame about even wanting to better yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I maybe bettering yourself isn't the right word to use. I guess if you are improving your health, you're bettering yourself. But I just find it really, really interesting the way that I do feel like people like. Let me provide an example. Like, if I decided that I wanted to go on like a health and well-being journey, mm-hmm. I. 100% would not share it on social media because I think that people would a find that triggering and I think it's valid for people to mm-hmm. find that triggering but b I think that people would not respond super well to that type of content anymore. I feel like the landscape of people sharing online is very much so like we don't we don't talk about this stuff mm-hmm. as much as we used to. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Mm. I also think this is kind of like leading perfectly into another subtopic that I want to talk about, which is this idea that a you that there's like a one size fits all mentality to wellness and Mm. health and that you know if someone is posting like here's what I'm doing to better myself or here's what I'm doing to be more healthy that they're innately saying 
you should be doing this too. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. I think that a lot of influencers do kind of come across that way. And I think a lot of them actually even completely cross the line and start saying like, here's what you should do Mm. when they have no like medical background or anything like that. Yeah. Um, But I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that it's very hard to look at someone's life or their lifestyle and what they're doing for themselves. Even the healthiest, most like the greatest example of it um, and not feel like that's exactly what you should be doing. Mm. Like, I feel like it's hard for a lot of people. And I definitely have found this happening to myself in the past Right. to instead of, instead of looking at like a video and like, or a morning routine and thinking, Oh, I could adopt like one or two of these things. I think they'd work for me. Like, I think this would fit into my life. Mm. Instead, we think I need to do every single one of these things in order to be healthy and well. Right. I understand what you mean. I feel like I'm, I'm really curious. Can, can we come back to this in one second? I just want to like ask you something real quick because I feel like we haven't even we haven't even <laughs> described how we personally feel about mm-hmm. wellness as a whole and wellness culture and wellness in our own lives because I feel like that would give mm. some good context to I guess, yeah, just how we feel in general. Okay, would you want to start? How do you feel? How? Oh, yeah, I feel pretty good. <laughs> like, you just acted like you didn't know the question was coming. No, 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 like, I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, bouncing it to you, so I was kind of going to bounce off you. I anyway. just spoke for about 10 minutes no, no, straight. No, so, so fine. So, I feel like wellness in my own life, I feel like I'm in a really good space right now. Mm-hmm. So... I definitely feel in the past that I I don't think I've ever got caught up in like wellness culture, but I definitely think like in the past in my like younger years and stuff like that. And even when I first moved to the coast, I kind of fell into like the diet and exercise culture of it. Mm. And for me, wellness is like actually a really positive thing. Mm -hmm. And even though I think that it can be negative for some people and that it definitely can go too far for me personally, wellness encapsulates just like taking care of myself Mm -hmm. and taking care of myself involves so many things you know Mm -hmm. it involves the food I consume and you know I'm very very passionate about eating a diet that not only fuels your body and makes your body thrive but also makes you feel happy and also you eat and enjoy soul food for the pleasure of it like to me that is taking care of myself with diet. Mm-hmm. And then you look at things like what you're consuming in terms of the media you're consuming and, you know, the amount of fresh air that you're consuming <laughs> and things like that. And consumption in general, in terms of what you surround yourself with, I think is another great way of another good example of taking care of yourself. And then there's obviously the exercise component, mm-hmm. which I feel like exercise is very, very present in wellness culture. And oh, yes. I feel like I genuinely like... For years and years, I feel like I've yo-yoed in like, okay, now I'm going to go to this gym and I'm going to try this and I'm going to try this and nothing ever stuck because I feel like it wasn't actually making my mind, body and soul feel Mm -hmm. good, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Whereas now at the moment, I feel like I've hit this really beautiful, sweet spot where I'm like, I feel like I am challenging myself, which I personally enjoy challenging myself. That's a part of taking care of myself. But I also am ensuring that I rest and ensuring that I do exercise that I genuinely enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so for me, wellness is just like this beautiful combination of all of these things of taking care of myself. And it's also important to remember that over time, what makes you feel good and what is taking care of yourself will change and it will ebb yeah. and it will flow. And that's something I think that is really important for me personally. Like I feel like I have, you know, navigated a lot to get to this point to feel like I have a healthy relationship with food and my body and with exercise. 
And yeah, so for me, wellness is a positive thing because for me, wellness doesn't feel diet culture. It doesn't feel like over-exercising culture. Mm. culture is that how I say it? I'm yeah, like, so. I'm like trying to figure out how to say it. It feels, it encapsulates so much more than that. And I think that's mm. why I can identify with it really well. Well, I guess for everyone, wellness would be a positive thing or is a positive thing. Yes. But it's, but it's, it's, I guess, whether it's genuinely a healthy thing you're doing mm. or if you're getting caught up in the negatives of it or in the parts of it that are maybe, you know, just a bit too like, comparative to someone else's Mm. life if that makes sense yes like i think the whole point of wellness is exactly what you just described like it's meant to make you feel good it's meant to make you enjoy your life Mm. and um feel your best and that's kind of why it has to be different from person to person and like you said it has to be different like as you grow and evolve or as your life circumstances change and things like that i think that's a really good point yeah how do you feel about wellness in your life um, I think that my wellness journey, if you want to call it that, mm. I actually don't want to call it that, but whatever. <laughs> um, I think that for me, it's a bit more of a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, as we all know, like I've struggled with like eating and stuff like that in the past slash like still to an extent do and like body image and stuff like that. And I think that I I do I do kind of struggle with the with the line of like figuring out where the toxic I guess parts of that culture kind of seep into my Mm. expectations of myself or my needs or wants, like what I want to do with my life in terms of wellness. Yeah. I think every now and then I catch myself feeding into this unhealthy wellness standard. Mm. What do you mean by that? Like, you know, thinking that in order to be well, like the other day I came out and I was like, maybe I'll do a juice cleanse. Oh, I literally thought you were joking. <laughs> I know you did because I was explaining. And this is like a literally a five-minute thought. Yeah. And it was because I was feeling really crappy in my body. And like I was, you know, coming out of my like two-week-long depressive episode. Mm. And I hadn't eaten well that, that throughout that time. And like I felt like physically ill. Like I just was not feeling good in any capacity which makes complete sense when you've been depressed for like two weeks yeah um and I guess like maybe I was even just a bit more vulnerable and I think I probably saw something on Instagram a couple of days earlier and I was like oh okay interesting mm. and obviously I'm not one to want to starve myself mm. or anything but those things do tend to kind of catch me every now and then mm. and make me think like it's not going to be like a negative or I guess restrictive in some ways. Right. So that's like a good example is me fi- finding myself considering things that when I'm in like a better state of mind and I'm not feeling shameful or like bad about myself, like right now, I'd, if someone told me to, to do a juice cleanse, I'd be like, fuck off. Mm. <laughs> but mm. back but a couple of days ago, I was like considering it. Mm. Does that make sense? I, yeah, it makes sense. I think an important thing I want to note, and I'm, I'm really sorry because I'm like fully interrupting you talking about your wellness. And this is what I said to Cara when she mentioned doing the juice cleanse, that if you're listening and you think that a juice cleanse is going to be like, I'm not like fully against juice cleanses. Uh-huh. I think that they can be great. But I think an important thing to think when you're thinking, oh, I should do a juice cleanse in order to like feel better about myself is to take a step back and go, okay, but what are some actual realistic long-term things that I can do to feel better about myself? Because mm-hmm. a juice cleanse is like, like a three, five or seven day thing where you just like do something in order to reset yourself or whatever you want to call it. And then 
I mean, I've actually never done a juice cleanse, so I don't know what like the result is. But I feel like from my personal standpoint, if you have a past of restriction Mm. or if you have a past of like trying to do something that is a little bit extreme, in my opinion, you Mm. know, then maybe take a look more at like what you're consuming. And when I say what you're consuming, I don't just mean food. I mean consuming in general and go, okay, how can I make this healthier for the long term? Mm -hmm. So instead of, I mean, I advocate for a whole food plant-based diet because I think it makes me feel amazing personally. Instead of going, I'm going to do a seven-day juice cleanse, how about saying, I'm going to try and eat a predominantly whole food plant-based diet and see how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. It's okay. How, how else do you feel about wellness? <laughs> no, I, I thought that I mean I pretty much covered how I felt, but like I, I completely agree with you that wellness is everything. It's not just how you eat. It's not just how you move your body. It's like what you consume and like how you consume it, and I guess how in touch you are with what you need day mm-hmm. to day. Because mm-hmm. you know everything it changes day to day. Like some days you might need to push yourself a little bit to go for like you know, a walk or a run or to go to like Pilates or whatever the fuck you do. Yeah. Some days you might feel like you don't want to go and it's because you shouldn't go because you need to rest. Yes. And I actually find it a little bit hard to really differentiate because I'm still learning to like trust my gut when it comes to like intuitive well-being, I guess, Mm. in a lot of ways. That's actually a really interesting thing for you to bring up the idea of like pushing yourself to do something because you know you're going to feel good versus knowing when you need Mm -hmm. to rest. And I find this a really, really fascinating thing to think about because it is such an intuitive thing you know everyone feels different doing different things consuming different things Mm -hmm. and all of that and the fact is that we are all different but in some aspects I think that you know looking after yourself as an example which I know is a broad term it's not something that I guess like comes supernaturally to everyone well not when we live such unnatural lives yeah exactly so it's like really interesting because I feel like in some way you go okay I kind of need to push myself to like maybe like try something new or whatever Mm -hmm. but then you also don't want to get into this like thing of putting so much pressure on yourself that you're like I always must do I can never rest well yeah it's like you know a couple of like last week I was wanting to go to Pilates and I felt really depressed I felt tired I felt like I had a sore back because I've been having some back issues like Mm. I felt not good and I didn't want to go and I was like driving and I was like I'm not going to go I'm not going to go but then as I was thinking that I felt the shame and the guilt and the just you know and again like I was in like a major depressive episode so Mm. like this would have been even worse like my mind my mindset and like what I was thinking was even worse than it usually would if I just didn't feel like going to Pilates Mm. but you know I was feeling a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and a lot of like self-loathing thoughts like you know you're lazy and stuff like that and Mm. it's hard because if you are if you have a tendency to think those things like you know if you come from a background of over-exercising or under-eating or overeating or anything Mm. you know any type of restrictive experiences or unhealthy fixations Mm. on your body and stuff like that it can be really fucking hard to learn when it's right for you to stay home or to not do something but also once you decide that to learn not to beat yourself up about it i'm really sorry you were feeling that way that's okay I feel bad. Why do you feel bad? I didn't know. It's because I didn't fucking tell you. I know, you <laughs> silly bitch. <laughs> anyway, I actually, I, another thing that I wanted to bring up when I talked about the juice cleanse thing mm. 
what like it kind of made me think of is that obviously a big part of wellness at the moment in mm. wellness culture is that there are a lot of there's a fuck ton of products associated with it mm-hmm. like there are endless things you can fucking buy that are telling you if you buy this you'll feel better yeah well not, not only if like you should be buying this mm. because you need to take care of yourself with this product yes and that can be things that can be genuinely helpful like you know vitamins or i don't know like give me another example i'm literally coming up with a blank hemp seeds yeah like yeah like help like products like <laughs> I, don't things. Know, I don't know if that's what you wanted <laughs> well like that. anything that i mean i don't know if i've ever seen someone promote hemp seeds online <laughs> but um <laughs> i'm warming like you know you get like juice cleansers for a great example yeah like recommended to you or like detox products or yeah like vitamins and stuff like that and for example vitamins great thing to get if you need the vitamins mm. and stuff like that mm. but at the same time it's like there are a lot of different things where it's like it's just a money-making right and I I do think that there's a lot of I mean social media like breeds this type of thing right like social media breeds (laughs) these products we live in a society where we always want to become a better version of ourselves and I love I love the idea of working on yourself I Mm. personally I really thrive doing that and I love it but I think there's this fine line where you go like okay me personally I don't buy into a lot of these products personally and in saying that there's a lot of people that do buy into those products Mm -hmm. and that do feel like in order to be well and to be like this pinnacle of health and like looking after themselves they need to be buying these products and these don't have to just be food products these can be like you know uh workout plans or like mindfulness journey roadmap things and even to an extent like literally like workout clothing like you know being told like you should go on like a run every day and you should buy these pants to run in Mm. like even to an extent that's like a push because if you you know follow someone who's very like wellness influencer or like diet and exercise influencer they're probably going to promote active wear at some stage yeah i personally haven't been hit with an active wear brand deal yet <laughs> you should be the amount of different brands that you you buy from i know so in saying all that i feel like i need to bring it back to literally what you were saying before i interrupted you like 20 minutes ago right. with there is not one size fits all when it comes to wellness oh exactly perfect perfect i forgot that i even said that yeah you did (laughs) i but like exactly because the thing is is that an influencer the most genuine influencer the most trustworthy person who's genuinely being healthy and balanced in their lifestyle and their wellness journey something they promote still might not be right for you and still might not be something that is worthwhile incorporating into your life or something Mm. that even might make you feel good like everyone is so different and needs different things and i think we do fall into that trap of thinking i need to be exactly like this person Mm. in order to be to feel well yeah and i think it's really interesting when you talk about like morning routines for example right because like you watch morning routines and like i make youtube videos and i understand that I understand how, you know, these type of videos get made, right? Mm -hmm. And it's easy to look at someone's morning routine and think that you are going to, you know, create time to do that. But the reality is that not everyone has the same job. Like for me personally, my morning routine is different every single day of the week. Oh, it's it's actually very – this is the other thing. It's like there needs to be a level of like nuance and like I guess – 
understanding, like you just said, that everyone's lives are different mm. and that these kind of like generalized ideas of like what a, what a healthy and like well life should look like mm. really cut out a lot of people who can't access it in a lot of ways. Yeah. Whether that's like a single mom or dad who's like looking after kids in the morning and like can't really get up at 5 a.m. to like write in their journal and go for a walk and make a smoothie and do some yoga. <laughs> Or, you know, someone who has a full-time job, someone who doesn't have a lot of money to spend. Mm. Like, it's there is a very narrow type of person who we see Mm. exhibiting wellness culture online. Why do you think that this is so popular then? Like, why do you think... I know that there's the idea of, like, people like to watch people. Like, people like to watch lives that are not like their own, Mm -hmm. right? Do you think that that's why, you know, like, morning routines are such popular videos? I think that, and I know that I'm being really fucking cynical. I think it's too too pronged. First of all, I think that it's just the aspirational lifestyle. Yeah. You know, like, and that goes for a bunch of different, I guess, influencing kind of things. It's not just wellness culture. It's mm. just this idea like of that, like, I like watching someone who has the life that I want to live. And maybe yes. if I watch them, I'll be able to get inspired to live that life too. Mm. I think there's that part on the side of the viewer. Mm. And a lot of the time, I think on the other side is the creator who's maybe trying to make out that their life is something all the time, Mm. that it's not all the time. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I actually have seen a few videos like this, but it's definitely not the norm of people who like, they don't show when they hit snooze five times. They don't show when they sleep in until 9am. They don't show days when they get up and they feel like shit or they're tired or they're just grumpy and like they don't have like a healthy breakfast. Mm. They always show the highlight reel of things totally that is like the perfect way to start your day Mm. and i understand the value of that to an extent Mm. of like showing that like it's doable or like here's how you can make like a quick healthy breakfast and things like that or like here's how you can optimize your morning if you have the time Mm. but i also think that there's a lot of space and value in showing or seeing people actually live their life in a way that's realistic. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So something I really want to mention before we get into unprofessional opinions, because I can tell Kara's looking at me like, I want to get into unprofessional I'm actually opinions. not. I'm really enjoying having this conversation. It was a bit. I was doing a bit. I was doing a bit. I'm so sorry. I was, I was segueing. Sorry. It's fine. Anyway, I'm going to segue now into the <laughs> fact that we have some banger unprofessional opinions questions. But first, we need to talk about wellness being a positive thing that is mainly done with positive intent. Like, I don't think that people are sharing wellness stuff online because they want people to feel crap and they want people to get obsessed with wellness culture. I also think there are people who are obsessed with wellness culture, sharing content, not realizing they're obsessed with wellness culture. So there's that as well. Well, it's the lack of self-awareness that's usually the issue. It's like no one's, you know, most people aren't fucking sociopaths who want to make people miserable by having them watch their videos. But it's about the fact that they don't realize that they're doing it badly. Yes. So I feel like overall wellness culture and just like wellness in general is a really positive thing. And then it can kind of go too far Mm. and it can get misconstrued. And it's really, really interesting because again, it's something that has to be so intuitive and you have to really know when you need to stop. Mm -hmm. What do you think are some like indicators that maybe it's gone too far? I think a really good example is when it starts to impact you doing the things that you genuinely really enjoy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm just going to provide some examples. Just say you really like watching Survivor, as we do. Mm -hmm. Personally, I could go without Survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
just say you really love watching Survivor and then you start to decide, actually, instead of watching Survivor, I am going to go on a run every night. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good example that you're missing out on something you enjoy in order to do something else. Or if you're, you know, you're not only that you're missing out on something that you really enjoy, but that you're maybe pushing yourself that you, to do something you don't necessarily feel like doing or mm. you don't necessarily want to do or your body's telling you, like, I need a rest or something. Yeah. But you're miss- not only missing out on the thing you enjoy, but you're forcing yourself to do something you don't enjoy. Yes, for absolutely. For the sake of wellness. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time when people are trying to like work on their health and well-being, there can be feelings of guilt coming up when there are like things that you may do that don't feel like wellness, for example. Like just say you really want to like meditate heaps mm-hmm. and then you like don't meditate for a week. I feel like you can put a lot of pressure on yourself being like, oh. Why didn't I just do that? You know what I mean? Whereas in reality, like we've mentioned, wellness is an ebb and flow. And I do think it's an important thing to look after yourself and look after your health and well-being. But I think at the same time, your health and well-being is rest and Mm -hmm. is doing things just for pleasure. Honestly, like I, I think that there are some very trendy things that are considered, you know, a good things to do for your well-being and i think there are a lot of things that are that are totally fine to do for your well-being but that aren't trendy and aren't considered good to do like i think the perfect example of that you know that i'm an advocate for naps i'm not going to act like i don't take depression naps or naps when i shouldn't but like i do think that like you know that's something that people consider lazy or consider a bad thing to do mm. when sometimes you're just fucking tired and you need to rest yeah like i i just don't think that i think that looking beyond the narrow ideas of like what is good and what is bad quote unquote like if you think that some things are bad to do and some things are good to do I think that's a sign that you kind of are maybe focusing on wellness Mm. in a way that's not necessarily the healthiest it can be Mm. do you agree with that yeah I kind of agree so what don't you agree with well I, I I agree that we don't view things as bad but I think that there are things that are good that people should do. Mm-hmm. I think that viewing things as bad is not a good sign, mm-hmm. but I think that there are I think it is easy to identify that there are things that are good for you that make you feel better. Oh, I completely agree, but what I more mean is like, you know, going for a run every day is good. If, if there's no blanket statement for that because some days maybe you don't need to go for a run. No. It and I think it's I think it's the same as like, you know, maybe you are someone who wants to go for a run every day. I personally can't relate, but like maybe you're someone who wants to go for a run every day and mm-hmm. that genuinely feels good to you and that's how you like to move your body. That that feels good for you but might not feel good mm-hmm. for everyone else. And yeah, I think once again it comes down to trusting your intuition, not labeling things as bad mm-hmm. and just knowing what actually makes your mind, body and soul feel good. I always try and come back to that mind, body, soul thing of like is this fulfilling the needs of all three of these things Mm -hmm. because if it's not if you're like pushing yourself and you're just like doing it just for one thing like are you actually feeling good doing it Mm -hmm. yeah okay so should we move on to unprofessional opinions now please okay so the first question we have is what wellness traps have you fallen for? Mm. Do you want to take this one away? Yeah, I think like the only thing that really comes to mind is that I think I've touched on this before, but I did like a lemon detox thing (laughs) when I was like 19. Mm. And I like really wanted to lose weight. And me and my ex-boyfriend saw this like lemon detox thing come up. I don't even know where. 
maybe on like this was like in the early days of Instagram, so I don't really know. <laughs> anyway, and so I ordered the kit. And Wait, I, you ordered a kit? Isn't it just lemon? No, they like send you like these teas, and they send you like, and you have to drink like seven. I think it's seven liters of salt water in a day. How much did it cost? Oh, not heaps, like forty bucks. Oh my God. And then you drink like, you're supposed to drink like warm lemon water. I don't think it was seven liters. I think I'm being dramatic with that. Maybe it was three. Drinking salt water is the worst though. Yeah. Well, yeah, I literally couldn't do it. Warm salt water. Especially you, like you're so particular about what you put in your mouth. Yeah. And so it was like a seven day thing where you like didn't eat and you just drank lemon. And you did it for seven days? I think I did it for five. And then you thought, fuck this. And then I was like, I I was at work. I was working at a bakery and I was like, I literally need to eat something. <laughs> and I ate a spinach and feta twist thing. It was delicious. Yum. Anyway, what wellness traps have you fallen for, hun? Um, well, with the exception of the juice that I, juice cleanse that I haven't done. Mm. So I guess maybe I've half fallen for that for like five minutes <laughs> of my yeah. life. Um, I think I've also fallen for the idea that like you need to be active every single day in order to be like as in like you need to like go to the gym every single day in order to be focusing on your well-being Mm. like that very rigid idea of like exercise every single day is crucial in order to be well and Mm. be healthy Mm. which again it's just not not the case because everyone's different people need rest days some days you don't feel like it and that's totally fine Mm. Um, I mean I, I guess to an extent like if you want to wrap like eating quote unquote eating healthy and like weight loss into it to an extent, which I think, mm-hmm. um, I think we do. Yeah. I think, I think there there can be some differences, but I think overall, like if you're thinking that I need to lose weight in order to be healthy, that can kind of go into it. And that's something I've definitely felt in the past. Mm. Um, especially with the previous, I'm not going to name names, but the, um, vegan influencers who once used to say exactly how you should eat in order to be mm. healthy and fit and great and thin and thin anyway i still think that i still think that it can be kind of wrapped into it but i think those are the main things that i've fallen for yeah and i think that it, there's no shame in quote unquote falling for things i think that we live in a world and we are like you know if you're listening to this podcast you probably have social media like instagram and stuff like that at the very mm. least mm-hmm. so i think that it's important to a not feel ashamed if you do buy into that stuff from time to time because the reality is is that companies spend millions if not billions of dollars figuring out how to make predominantly young women Mm. buy into this stuff yeah that's actually something that we haven't even spoken about or touched on is the fact that wellness culture is mostly aimed at young women and it's aimed at it's i guess in a way it's like very misogynistic for that reason I mean, yeah, I completely agree. I literally could not tell you a man in my life that has been affected by wellness culture. And I mean, I'm sure to an extent, like maybe in like the gym, the gym bro community or whatever. Yeah, true. But I do think, and this is again, like like we're not trying to say like men aren't affected at all, but I do think that it would be inaccurate to say that women aren't disproportionately like, you know, sold a wellness culture Mm. ideal. Because we do expect women to be smaller, thinner, healthier, like greater expectations and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So, Cara, you're really going to have to take this one away because (laughs) I don't have an answer. And it is, what are your thoughts on Mood Ring by Lord? Do you not know this song? Well, I know it, but I don't know enough about it to like comment. Do you not know that it's about wellness culture? Nope. Okay. So, let me read, read you some lyrics. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know, Mood Ring by 
Lord is on her latest album and she released it as a single, I think, like a week before the album was released. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a satirical song and she has come out and said that it's kind of about this like wellness culture, like Instagram kind of mentality. And so mm. she's kind of taking the piss. But she also said that she's fallen into this and like she buys into it and so does like a lot of people her age, mm. people like us. Yeah. So a few of the lyrics are, you know, basically about following all these like wellness kind of guidelines but not really being in touch with how you're feeling and not really knowing what you need if that makes sense yeah interesting so um like the chorus says i can't feel a thing i keep looking at my mood ring to tell me how i'm feeling Mm. because and i like i think that that's really interesting to me because i do think that in a lot of ways like the wellness slash spiritual kind of like community can be like very reliant on other things to tell you how the, how you're feeling mm. i think the perfect example of that to an extent can be like horoscopes like some people can take them as like pure gospel because maybe they don't know how or like they, they feel a bit too vulnerable to actually go inwards and mm. like figure it out for themselves which i don't think that's a bad thing i just think it's a very interesting kind of thought yeah she literally says at one stage <laughs> Ladies, begin your sun salutations, transcendental in your meditations. You can bird sage and I'll cleanse the crystals. (laughs) We can get high, but only if the wind blows. I, I just think the whole kind of song is like a very, I don't know, like it, I think it's kind of written in a way where you can kind of relate, but you can also see like the jest in this very extreme version of wellness culture. I think it's very interesting. You should yeah. give it a listen. With that context. With that context. Because mm. even even the music video is very interesting because it's like a very like calm and like serene thing. But like obviously the the, the song's not necessarily like that. I know yeah. I find it very interesting. She's an interesting person. Mm. Okay, so the third question we have is be honest. Do you think mindfulness is effective for you? And I thought this is a very interesting question because my initial thought was obviously like mindfulness, I think personally, I think you'll probably agree, is beneficial and is healthy. Yes. But I do think that people really equate mindfulness with very specific activities and don't maybe don't see how it can relate to their life in a way that suits them. Mm. Yes, I, I do agree with you on that. And do you think that mindfulness is effective for you? I think it's definitely effective for me, but I just don't think that I participate in mindfulness activities in the way that a lot of people think would be beneficial, if that makes sense. What, what do you feel like are mindful activities that you do? Like mindful activities for me are like going for a walk and listening to music mm. or just like going and sitting on the beach. Like I'm not, I guess like if you really want to get technical, you could form it of like, you could call it like a form of meditation, mm. but like I don't sit there and close my eyes and like repeat like a mantra in my head. I'll literally just look at the ocean and I'll mm. just try and be like mindful in what I'm doing and be like aware of my surroundings. Mm. I think even to a degree, like when I read, it's quite mindful. Mm. Um, So yeah, like I, I think that there's a lot of different ways that it can manifest in your life or it can be done in your lifestyle that aren't just like yoga and meditation and things like that. Mm. What about you? Yeah. I think that mindfulness is effective for me. I agree with you in the sense that different things work for different people. Like personally cannot be mindful reading a book what do you mean like am not being mindful am thinking about a hundred other things you're not thinking about like you're not like focused Mm -mm. okay never yeah (laughs) whereas there are things like for example asmr 
biggest, biggest mindful mm. thing for me. I literally can just lie there and watch ASMR and not a lot is happening in ASMR, <laughs> but I genuinely feel like my, for me, that's my greatest form of meditation. Mm-hmm. And I also recently have taken up meditating. Sounds like a weird thing to take up, but that's a mindful thing for me. And look, I'm going to end with a bang. Mm-hmm. The most mindful thing that I do is play netball. Wow, I'm so shocked. And literally, like, for me, doing things where I don't focus on anything other than the thing that I am doing is a really, really important part of mindful practice. And netball is not something that you would label as a mindful practice usually, but I think that it is, and it would be for a lot of people who play team sports or just sports in general, where they're doing an activity where they actually have to be focused on something. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that, like, that's what I was, That's my, that was my point, was that there are activities like netball mm. that are not typically considered mindful, whereas, like, I think probably the most stereotypical version of mindfulness is meditation. Yes. Like, I guess it kind of maybe kind of stems from meditation. But mindfulness is literally the act of being mindful and present about what you're doing Mm. so really you can be mindful in any part of your day like it's about controlling your thoughts it's about not letting those thoughts get away from you and not letting your mind go around and around and around in circles and like off in tangents and stuff like that Mm. and that's what i think is important because everyone will have different things that that helps them to do yours is netball mine's listening to music and walking Mm. or reading and stuff like that and it's not going to work for everyone what you do Mm. but it also doesn't mean you need to sit down and close your eyes and meditate 15 minutes every day in order to be mindful yeah Okay, Kara, so what do you think of the that girl trend? Well, I actually didn't know about the that girl girl trend until today when you kind of briefly explained it. So for the people who don't know, do you want to explain it? Yeah, so I think I know a lot about this because I watch a lot of YouTube. And the that girl trend, I feel like it might have actually popped up on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, so Mm -hmm. I don't really know. But it's basically a trend where... People will make videos like how to be that girl. Mm -hmm. And that girl is the girl who wakes up early every day, (laughs) exercises, journals, eats really healthy food and like has this like, you know, it's this idea of like, for example, if we look at, you know, women and young women, what do we what do we want from young women? Right. Mm -hmm. We want them to be healthy. We want them to be quote unquote attractive thin thin we want them to be all of these things and the that girl trend from my perspective is how these people do that if that makes sense and so i mean there are a lot of that girl on social media because that's what humans seem to like to consume Mm -hmm. is like you know again like they people like to watch people who live lives that almost seem unattainable in some sense yeah well i mean to a degree these lives are unattainable because like we said before no one lives this this life 100 percent of the time yes and so in terms of what we think of the that girl trend i i don't think that it's like a good trend i <laughs> guess is the best way to put it i think that having the idea and i've seen there's been a lot of youtubers our friend ali included who have made videos sort of saying how to be that girl and putting a more healthy spin on things which mm-hmm. is obviously a great thing to do and i'm glad that there are definitely people on the internet who took this trend this really unhealthy trend and made it something new mm-hmm. but i think again this that girl trend 
comes into the idea that like in order to be healthy and happy you have to be like this yeah and I also think I mean obviously I just said that I haven't really been aware of this trend until now although but now that you've kind of explained it to me I am kind of remembering some videos that I've seen like where it maybe maybe would be considered this kind of thing mm. but regardless of what it's whatever the trend is like I've seen videos of people who mm. are ideally attractive or like living very privileged lives who are saying like here's how I do it and here's my morning routine mm. which again I, I agree with you on the surface isn't bad no but you also need to remember that a lot of the time these people aren't not only are they not living this life 100% of the time but a lot of the time they're not even getting where they are because of their morning routine. Mm. They're not necessarily thin because they eat a healthy breakfast. They're thin because genetics. Mm. Maybe they're thin because in some circumstances they might have an unhealthy relationship with food. Mm. They might have a negative body image that's making them eat certain ways that aren't healthy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously in some cases – People might just genuinely be sharing their morning routine and it is a part of a larger routine that really works well and balances for them. Mm. I'm not trying to be completely cynical the whole time, but I think that it's kind of it's seeing a very narrow part of someone's day and thinking that it makes up for the bigger picture mm. is just a recipe for comparison mm. that's going to make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, and it just kind of brings us back to the whole no, not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to remember because the that girl trend seems to be like a one size fits all answer to mm-hmm. how to be the best that you can be or whatever. And yes, just a gentle, gentle reminder <laughs> that everyone is different. Everyone's body requires different things. And it's all about really... Coming back to yourself and figuring out, okay, what actually makes me genuinely feel good? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. Okay, so our last question for the day is what are your suggestions for a DIY wellness day? I love this question. I thought this was going to be a beautiful way to end the episode. You're cute. Let's do some, you know, doable, hopefully accessible wellness ideas i just want to quickly say i know you're about to say something Mm. but for the record once again we're not saying you should do this or you shouldn't do some things maybe try them if they don't work for you try something else Mm. so a question that i posed to cara the other day Mm -hmm. which i want to pose to you right now as you're listening is you have a week (laughs) you have a whole week where you don't have to go to work and you can do whatever you want, but it has to be within reason. So for example, me personally, if I had a week off work, that would be quite nice. If I had a week off work, I still wouldn't be able to go on like a holiday for the entire week mm-hmm. because it's not within my means right now. Mm-hmm. You are example. about to go on a holiday for a week. I just want to remind you. But it's a, pl- sure. it's a planned holiday. It's not like I right. suddenly get a week off work. Right. Okay. And I also will be working while I'm away. Okay. So you have a week off work. Mm-hmm. You can do anything within means, but you have to do it like where you live. You're living your life. It's just that you've got more time on your hands. You've got more time on your hands. I want you to write down three things. If you're walking and you don't have a pen and paper, <laughs> think to yourself three things that you would like to do that week that you would just genuinely find pleasure in doing. Mm-hmm. These can be anything. Like, I'm going to provide an example. If I had a whole week off work and I could do three things, I personally would go hiking. I would go and take photos for the pleasure of taking photos mm-hmm. and I would, hmm, what else would I do? I would probably do a lot of baking mm-hmm. because these are things that are really relaxing things to me that I really enjoy. What mm-hmm. about you? I would probably go for 
walks to the beach slash along the beach. Mm-hmm. I would write for mm-hmm. a little bit every day mm-hmm. and I'd probably read in the sun. Mm, lovely. As well. So these are things, as you can see, that are really like quite simple in mm-hmm. a way, but they're things that like for Cara and I, these are things clearly that we've identified that make us feel good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes to like wellness, you have to come back to this idea of like what actually makes you feel good. Yes, exactly. And I think, you know, if we're talking about like a wellness DIY day, Mm. you can also, it's also important to think about the fact that like, you don't need to pack like every action you do in that day Mm. to be like well and healthy and everything like that. Like, I think if you have like a spare day or even a half day or a morning or anything, a night, honestly, for me, a lot of the times my like, quote unquote, like wellness time is nighttime Mm. because I go to work and I come home and that's usually when I need it. Mm. And it's also usually when I just tend to have more time on my hands. Yeah. So anytime you can kind of grab, even if it's like an hour, it adds up. Mm. But I think, yeah, like think about like what you a want to do and what would serve you well. Yes. And I think that kind of to an extent, can go back to that intuition type of thing, like where you can might have to sit with yourself and think like, for the record, Ducky asked me that question about what I do for my week off like a week ago. And I said, I just want to sleep the whole time. <laughs> maybe I probably, maybe I would want to sleep a little bit if I had mm. a week off, which is totally fine. But I think it's about understanding what would be good, but also what would be beneficial for you. Yeah, totally. And I think like when it comes to suggestions for a DIY wellness day, there are a million things mm-hmm. that we could say, but I think something that is really important is focusing once again, not to be like a, I'm such a cliche and I also repeat myself a lot, but like coming back to what makes my mind feel good, my body feel good, my soul feel good. Are you... Are you going to consume media that day that makes you feel good? Whether Mm -hmm. that's, you know, putting on your favorite TV show and watching a few episodes just to Mm -hmm. make your soul feel good. Or if that is consciously turning off your social media notifications so that you don't reach for your phone as much when you are trying to have a day to yourself. Yeah, that actually is perfect. I was about to say. I think what also can be super important is identifying what type of day you need Mm. or what type of I guess what type of experience you need to feel better or rejuvenated or anything Mm. because sometimes you might just need to rest sometimes it is watching episode of your favorite show reading like in the sun or going for like a very light like walk and Mm. stuff like that or hanging out with your friends something really low-key and chill maybe that's what you need sometimes Mm. maybe sometimes you feel like you might need to go for like a hike or like you feel like you want to exercise and really like get into the flow of that. Mm. You know, it's going to differ based on where you're at in your life, what you're feeling, what you've kind of been going through lately. Yeah. And I think tailoring it to that is super important. Absolutely. You do agree with that? 100%. Okay, cool. That sounds like a beautiful way to end the episode. <laughs> it does. As always, guys, you can follow us on Instagram at tbh dot pod that is where you can ask us your very own questions for unprofessional opinions each week and we would love to have you yes we would love to answer your questions in a tangent filled unprofessional way yes you can also follow my co-host amanda ducks at amanda ducks on instagram and you can follow me at cara r 
reading. If you're listening to us on Spotify, we would absolutely love if you could follow us. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love if you could subscribe and rate and review us. As always, thank you for listening and supporting our podcast. We appreciate it so very much. And we look forward to being in your ears next Friday morning. Have a really beautiful Friday.